SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. Well, let's welcome Gugule uh, Tujikaba, who is the chairman of Adamo Holdings, as well as Amanda Omnoto. We are talking about the 10 industrial opportunities that are available in South Africa. If you're an avid business person, now is the time to take out pen and paper so that you can, you know, glean from this uh, wealth of knowledge. Gugu, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Good evening, Matuli, the team in the studio, together with the listeners at home. You know, Nongkosi, every time we have these uh, segments with you, I get so excited because I know that we are edging forward in encouraging entrepreneurship and also just building up our nation economically. So today we're talking some of, or at least 10, of the industrial opportunities available to South Africans. Why did you choose for us to talk about this today? Firstly, I think we need to give credit uh, to the citizen news and um and, and some of the publications who published these sectors some couple of years ago, I found them when we were doing research for the show tonight relevant in that um, each one of those key sectors, um, we, we still can play a huge role. Actually, as you know, Manduli, um, since last week, we we're talking about industrialization of the economy. South Africa, remember, it's been de-industrializing for the past 25 years, which means it has not been growing its industrial base, which really, uh, as the biggest economy in the continent and the the well-industrialized economy, we've been losing our competitive advantage. Uh, Due to a number of reasons, I think we failed uh, to gear our policies towards ensuring we grow our capacity in, in sort of like uh, industrializing, because in doing so, there's always a multiplier effect which tends to then create many jobs downstream and, 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 and upstream. So this is the reason why we are saying today, let's co- continue focusing on what we think should be uh, the way South Africa must go in terms of growing its economy. I remember back in 2018, we had a manufacturing in Daba, right? Um, yes. And uh, this was something to help with the deindustrialization that we are facing in South Africa. Has anything come of it? I mean, 2018 to 2022, it's a couple of years now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's years down the road. I think there's, there's so little, Amanduli, um, that uh, one has uh, seen coming out of this. Um, we, we suffer from this disease that uh, it, it's known that we have such great policies and uh, on paper, but when it comes to implementation, really, very little is done. I mean, why I'm saying that, the, the, it's all, it's evident to to everybody out there that uh, instead of having our, uh, you know, graph growing in terms of uh, creation of jobs, we have got the highest unemployment. Uh, in, 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 we have got the, the highest crime rate. I think those are all indicators that shows that Something is not moving in South Africa, and worse of all, with the at the back of industrialization must be electricity and 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 real stable power. And you and I know that some of us are sitting in the dark as we speak, uh, you know, using the the light from the cell phones because we've got load shedding. So that that alone gives you the the, the clear picture of South Africa isn't going very far. 
when it comes to doing what it should be doing because of these issues that I've just mentioned amongst others. Well, yeah, it's been a couple of uh, years uh, where we have seen a decline, you know, in economic activity and a lot of factors affected. But let's now talk on the upside. What are the market opportunities that are out there? Because a lot of entrepreneurs are asking themselves, not everyone wants to go into the run of the mill sort of business. You know, we don't all want to sell cottas and burn chicken on the side of the road or open barbershops. Some people want to go into industrialization. So what industries are amped at this time? Yeah, I think let's, let's just look at those industries as, as you've already highlighted. Uh, the first industry, um, I think, which is important for us to look at is the, is the urbanization, you know, to look at what can we do in South Africa. Uh, as we know that urbanization is a phenomenon that is going to be here with us for the longest time. Actually, you'd recall, Mandul, that in South Africa with nine provinces that we have, uh, Gauteng is now the leading province, which is ticking to up to 15 million people followed by Wazul Natal at over 12 million people. Uh, about 15 years ago, it wasn't like that. KZN was number one in terms of its, the more populous province. At some point, I, I read that in Gauteng alone, you've got 10,000 people that are moving there each month, coming from all over, from South Africa and outside South Africa. The, the growth, just by that example alone, when it comes to urbanization, which is not just a South African phenomenon, but a global phenomenon, tells us that in the next... Uh, 20 years or so, the entire world would have added 2 billion people. Remember, we are sitting at about 7.7 billion people. And uh, by 2050, the projections are will be 9.7 billion on Earth. So that tells you about the growth phenomenon that is going to be hitting us uh, as far as urbanization is concerned, because people are moving into cities, and 70% of those 9.7 billion, it's about 6.4 billion people. And if you if you transpose that figure to South Africa with 60 million people, it's exactly the same, even at a smaller number. Uh, then you talk about transport. Transport, uh, this being uh, man month and transport month in South Africa, is, is one area which is so crucial uh, for us to look into in terms of growth because there has to be efficiency that must cut across all sectors, but particularly on, on, on issues of transportation and public transport, that is, in particular. We've heard about the bullet train that uh, uh, some uh, public officials in government and and in and, and government and, and president, etc., have been talking about the bullet trains. And by now, my, my, my thinking is we should have had those bullet trains between Johannesburg and Durban and Cape Town and the major centers of South Africa to really increase the speed at which people move so that we can you know, bring about the excitement that we need to have. And, and worst of all, we, we've got uh, flights and, and you know, the airline industry, which is suffering a lot, and the prices have skyrocketed uh, literally over, over 100%. And this shows shows you that there is an opportunity once again, even though there's a highly competitive industry, just across the transportation industry is very, very crucial and mandatory. So there's opportunity there, A-teamers, uh, in transportation. We we can actually start tapping into those. I know they are currently monopolized, uh, but there's a, a lot that we can do. Talking about rail, I mean, we're not seeing trains moving, and we need faster trains. Uh, talking about air travel, Google, I, 
I abuse my flight tickets, man. So we need yeah. we need more competition, you know. And then there's so much more. Um, another industry I think is very interesting to me is that of technology and agro processing. Like you said earlier, more and more people, due to uh, population increase, will mean more and more food is required. Absolutely, even the use of land efficiently. So in terms of cities, you know, the urban farming is going to be the now the now phenomenon. Um, you know. Planting even on rooftops, uh, it's already happening in, in even in Africa, but here and there. And we need to make sure that we increase uh, that aspect of, uh, of, uh, of, of business where we can be able to feed people. I mean, you, you know as, well, as much as I do and the listeners, food has become very expensive. Mm. And there is no way that uh, we, we can afford. Actually, this may lead to to some serious issues going down the road. If you look at the scenario of South Africa um, uh, in terms of what, what may happen, as well as construction, Manduli. You know, townships now, my, my, my thinking is they'll have to change as well to start having high-rise buildings because the space is really getting smaller and smaller. Uh, probably, we know who knows, in the next 10, 20 years, we may start seeing La Panawama, Kwamantuli, uh, you know, with a, with a double-story house, uh, not just as a luxury, because you want to ensure that there's more people. And so this talks to the entire process as well of, of the technology that must be used in agro-processing and, and, and as well as producing internally for export purposes, because that's what uh, South Africa needs to gear itself for. Uh, just like we were in Turkey, you'd be so amazed how much uh, food is required that side from the country like South Africa. And these are things that we should now start looking at, Madrini. A-teamers, call in now with your questions and comments around uh, these opportunities, business opportunities that uh, Guguletu is uh, giving us uh, knowledge about. It's uh, industrial opportunities in South Africa, and so far I'm enticed. I'm, I'm invigorated to start opening up my mind to new possibilities. It is possible. Ask your questions on 011-714-2006. You can also send uh, voice notes and uh, WhatsApp messages on 0614 104107. Please note, a voice note that is longer than a minute, 60 seconds, is not going to be played. So please keep them short. I see some of you are sending extremely long ones. Um, we can't play those. And uh, yeah, remember, SMS line is also open on 41391. Nongkosi, another one that you are mentioning here in uh, the top 10 industrial opportunities is around the mining sector. Absolutely, Mandir, if you may allow me, I know we're going to talk about this down there when it comes to the issue of uh, uh, what are we going to be doing as a month or not. There's something very interesting. Mm-hmm. With, with, with the global uh, the geopolitics that we, we're seeing playing out right now, you know, Ukraine, uh, for the Russia issues that you always talk about on this show, um, you know, uh, we are being hit hard again because of what is happening over there in terms of uh, fuel. You know, under grand, you have only three liters now. And and unfortunately, the situation is still going to get bad uh, going forward. But 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 again, there's an opportunity which we must look at in terms of the, the food shortages in Europe. Um, so on the technology part, when we are closing, we'll just look at that. The mining sector, Mandu, we have got the, 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 the competitive urge and the advantage in South Africa because we are a mining country. And when it comes to even the material that is used as inputs into the entire mining sector. It's projected that it's well over 2 billion rand 
that uh, we, we the, the material that we import for using for sort of processing some of the uh, you know minerals that we have in this country. We we, we had what is called Operation Pakisa, which was uh, spearheaded under the former president Zuma. You'd recall there was Operation Pakisa in technology, in agriculture, in mining. So the, it, it was able to identify and list some of the commodities that we need to look at and localize them because the biggest problem is localization and beneficiation of our uh, uh, produce. Again, it's been um, a story after story to say let's produce and process. But are we doing that? Are we processing our gold um, into, you know, products that should come out of gold? Are we processing our, our silver? Are we processing our diamond? And that's a big question that I think even those in the, in the mining space must seriously think about um, as, a, as a huge opportunity for, for entrepreneurs. Mm, huge opportunity mm. indeed. Um, and yeah. uh, what's the other one we should be looking into? The other one, obviously, is energy, my dude. Uh, energy, this, this is very interesting because um, my background comes from that electrical engineering. I always worry a lot about uh, how we treat energy in this country, even as we're dealing with the issues of load sharing now in terms of ESCOM. The, the base load, you know, uh, we, we, we seemingly are an experiment or a laboratory for Western ideas. And, and when, when America, for instance, says we are pumping money into South Africa so that they shift and move into the, in the independent power production, et cetera, et cetera, when they themselves can't even sign up or honor the, the protocols like Kyoto and Paris agreements, it worries me a lot because we're losing our competitive advantage and ability to manufacture simply because those IPPs cannot uh, uh, hold up when it comes to how we need to drive our industrialization. So I'm saying this, uh, uh, you know, being very mindful that we keep our world green as it were, but there is no way that we can reach to levels and heights of hitting on that unemployment that we have and increasing our GDP in this country if we are not going to have good, solid, stable power. And, and, and that, unfortunately, comes from the fossil fuel in particular. We can look at solar, uh, obviously nuclear being very key because it's one of the base load, and you've got your hydro as well. So there is opportunities all around, even 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 after I've said what I've said, there's opportunities still in terms of electrifying our our areas across South Africa and rural areas and and sort of like taking ourselves a little bit off grid, especially for for lights, uh, you know, uh, uh, loads like lights um, uh, and and all of that. So these are opportunities that if you look at our policy in South Africa, does allow for one to come in and play especially in rural areas as well as in townships, where we can create our own small, uh, you know, power stations, as it were, that will be able to generate power and supply communities right across. So it's, it's a very huge entrepreneurial opportunity that I think engineers that we have in South Africa must uh, look into and, and take advantage of. Mm. Uh, we need uh, we need solutions, and uh, engineers should take advantage of this. Um, and I, I know a lot of... Um, 
international investors are probably looking into the possibilities of getting into South Africa via the energy sector. So we as South Africans need to capitalize big on it. What about um, the continental market approach? Remember, uh, just a couple of years ago, we signed up uh, into the African continental free trade area, which is the agreement for intra-Africa trade. And it's very uh, uh, good that uh, we now, of the 54, 55 countries, have got almost 50 or so that have signed up into this uh, uh, intra-Africa trade. And, And this is where, again, as South Africa, we need to come and uh, to understand how uh, Africa is, is being viewed as a region that is poised for huge growth. Remember some c- countries and continents like uh, your, your, what, what we call your first world, they are almost saturated. And, um, and, and, and their growth has reached somewhat a tick because they are highly innovative and they are, they are sort of like moving into other uh, aspects of economic activity, which is not what we have currently. So when it comes to issues of continental uh, market approach, I think as South Africa, it's been my humble observation that very few people understand what is happening when it comes to intra-Africa trade. We, 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 we export quite a lot um, of uh, fruits and vegetables into the African continent, but generally it will be done by your big business and your, your, your large farms and, and yet we can be able to find a niche there and start exporting some of the, the food and, and some of the products that Zimbabwe needs, that Zambia needs, that uh, Malawi needs, that Nigeria needs, and even start farming some of the food that, are, that, that is eaten in those countries because we've got a very diverse population in South Africa, which requires some of those foods. So that's, that's an opportunity which you can look at in any other way, whether through restaurants um, or through just farming for export purposes or through consumption locally because of the sort of cosmopolitan nature of South Africa at the moment. Here's a question from Atima Taba, who's in the Eastern Cape, who says, uh, good evening, Patricia, and your good guest. A couple of questions from me regarding this topic. Firstly, why is industrialization encouraged by this government? and its SMME department, but they would go around and be the biggest importers of a lot of Chinese products that kill this infant SMME economy before it even starts walking. Is that not walking left and then talking right? Secondly, can combined industrialization in terms of crowdfunding be possible by SMMEs themselves without any involvement of government, thus avoiding kickbacks and corruption from government officials? Let me start with the last one uh, to show that uh, definitely crowdfunding. I think it's the way to go. We once touched on it uh, here, Manduli, mm. to encourage people to really start crowdfunding and, and, and making sure that they, they drive their ventures because we can't just rely on the DFIs, your normal banks, and even government support. We've got to find ways of being creative ourselves um, and, and be able to drive our own uh, ventures. Uh, the other question, which is the first question, what was it, Papa Mujili? Uh, I think he's, he's asking, I mean, why does government say they're supporting industrialization, oh, yes. but in the same breath, yes. they are the biggest yeah. importers of Chinese products? You can even look at the political parties, Mantuli, and ask them, where do they get the T-shirts when they, they are going for their European you know, conferences? Generally, it's imported T-shirts. 
Um, and, and then in the textile industry, why are they not supporting this? It's a big question. Truly, sometimes they speak less than walk right. Mm. All right, uh, we've only got four minutes left, so let's unpack the rest of uh, uh, the industries, uh, well, the industrial opportunities that are available for us in South Africa. I'll just uh, combine the two, the fourth industrial revolution, as well as the technology, basically, because they almost talk to the same thing. I think when it comes to those two, uh, we have to ride on the on the on the back of it, uh, the four IR, both in terms of virtual learning, the e-medicine, as an example, um, and, and all those types of things. The beauty part is we we have seen South Africa uh, laying out laying out uh, the optic fiber cable and trying to do the connectivity. I think there's a company uh, uh, of government uh, that that deals with issues of connecting the country, which I hope that uh, soon we may see South Africa uh, being sort of like made live to be go to go live totally all 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 of it so together with the technology that we need to exploit it's very very important that we look at technology and see how we how do we harness that and 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 make sure that even a person in rural areas should be able to connect to um anywhere without having to travel so this this for me is very important and we are we've been a highly industrialized economy in the continent uh, we 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 do need to have the will to push and drive that. So and then more, there, there's a, a Mozambican gas uh, issue, which we know that just here our neighbours have found this very huge uh, reserves of gas. I think this again plays to our advantage in South Africa to tap into that resource to be able to drive um, uh, our local production as a country. So this, this, these are opportunities that you know may take time to unpack as to what exactly you need to do. Uh, to get into such uh, spaces. Mm, there's a lot that we can tap into. Um, yeah. I, I, the automotive sector, I mean, it's a 1.2 million uh, vehicles that are, are produced or were produced in 2020 in South Africa, and it's an over 50 billion rand worth, um, you know, component in terms of manufacturing in South Africa. Why are South Africans not creating their own cars? Uh, if you look at the CSIR, there's always the, the some sort of like experimentation of some of these ideas, I think. I at some point visited them to and got to understand that they, they were creating some, you know, these battery-charged cars. Um, obviously, um, you know, at, at a laboratory level of some sort. I, I think this the, the, this always worries me, Manduli, as well, because you we've got great engineers and scientists here. I mean, look at Elon Musk. He's our own uh, from Pretoria in the States doing wonders. Uh, we've got a lot of Elon Musks here in South Africa. I think it's just the will and the support. And if you recall again, the issue of R&D becomes very crucial in ensuring that we produce some of these products that we envy and say, why don't we do this? If if we still spend uh, 0.9%, which is about 55 million rands of our GDP towards research and development, and yet countries like America spend about five to uh, three to five percent. Generally, those those big countries, America, China, etc., uh, America alone, that equivalent of over seven hundred billion on research and development. Do you think we're ever going to catch up with such countries? No, we cannot. So this is very very important to look at this thing holistically when it comes to this sector, like automotive sector, and ensure that these parts we're able to produce them locally and sell them. Mm. 
Mm, most definitely. And how can our A-teamers, um, you know, uh, get in touch with you? And before that, also tell us, what is it that you as a Mandla not are doing to ensure that people are aware, they've got information around these opportunities, and they can tap into them? Definitely. We're excited, man, to the next week on the 20th from 6 o'clock to quarter past 7. We're holding a Zoom session to educate uh, our A-teamers. Uh, we'll be having Professors Pamanda Zondi and Mrs. Zarko Tarich. Pamanda will be talking more about uh, the politi- geopolitical issues that are happening currently. That's right, because we can't neglect that. And uh, Mr. Tarich is Serbian, South African. We'll be talking about the Eastern European opportunities. This is the same guy that has helped us open opportunities for meat, for goat and skin, as well as the milk. And there's many other things for cheeses, etc. We'll be talking about that next week. Amanda Omnoto is a website, .co.za. Instagram, Amanda underscore Omnoto underscore seminars. My Twitter account, Baba underscore Kukuletu. Please go like Amanda Omnoto Facebook page. We can connect there. Thank you very much, Nongosi. Until next time, have a blessed evening. Thank you to you.